the fun thing about astrology is that it kind of tells you the stuff you don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tells, you know, it's like, oh, all these positive possibilities, you know, because your chart is really your chart tells you what's what you're capable of, you know, the possible, you know, what you are capable of inside of you. And astrology is like, okay, there are these positives that you got and everything's cool and we're moving and we're flowing real nice. And then there's these that you need to work on. You know, it's making you more self-aware of, of how you act, you know? And I know that's kind of what got me into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I am your host, Noah Alvarez. Want to welcome everybody back to the show. Before we get into things, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It's a great way to keep up with the podcast and all of its latest episodes. Also, before we get into this week's guest, did want to introduce a few things to you or shout out a couple things to you. Of course, as always, you guys got to check out True 100 Radio. Check them out on Twitter. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on their website at tru the number one hundred radio.com. We got blogs. We got other podcasts such as this one, but other podcasts including you're doing Find Miha, The Morning Routine, The Front Row Seat, and plenty more. So be sure to check them out at True One Hundred Radio. And this is the first episode where I can finally, we can finally get excited about True Fest. So, True 100 Radio is putting on a little concert, I guess you could say big concert, it's a little big concert, at the FTG Warehouse in Santa Ana, that's off Grand and Edinger Avenue in the city of Santa Ana, and who will be there, you ask? Will it be Viliami, Doughboy Tony, Sammy Love, HOA Bossman, Travis Chase, Trey Hendricks, and YBG? I'm really excited, True 100 is putting on our first little concert and we'll be doing some giveaways there too there'll be a raffle we'll be throwing out some stuff and merchandise into the stands or not to the stands i guess it's just it's it's a small <laughs> venue so we're just gonna be throwing it out into the crowd and yeah it's gonna be a good time it's 18 plus doors open at 8 p.m october 7th it's a thursday put the date on your calendar if you're interested in going and come check it out they will be serving drinks over there too so if you're 21 and over there's definitely that for you we'll have some vendors on there hopefully a food vendor we haven't locked in anything for sure yet we're still looking around to see what we want specifically but we're gonna have vendors there as i said we're gonna have two raffles we're gonna have merchandise just be sure to chump check it out tickets are only 12 dollars. it's uh at the ftg warehouse october 7th doors open at 8 p.m it's going to be a good time. So I'm really looking forward to it, guys. If you guys are in the area, come check it out. True Fest. And you can look up the promotional flyers on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be posting that on the website very, very, very soon. All right. Now, the last thing I'll say before we get into this, as I said in the previous podcast, going every other week because of the demanding football schedule, coaching is you know in full swing we actually have our first varsity game this friday as i'm recording august 27th i'm really looking forward to it i'm also the jv head coach as well so we have our first jv game august 26th on that thursday but yeah just so i can lighten the load on me i'm going to do this podcast every other week for you guys so be sure to keep up with that on the my mike and i instagram page at my period mike and period i for any other announcements i have now let's go ahead and get into this week's guest can i get a drum roll please really excited to introduce this week's guest very different than what we usually have on the mike and i podcast but like i said a while back i'm trying to venture out get different people on the show different viewpoints and this is the first time we're having a social media personality she goes by the name of forest but on tiktok you can find her at sailor goon spelled s-a-l-i-o-r-g-o-o-n and what she talks about on her tiktok page well she makes a lot of fun astrology themed tiktoks and you know during covid during the height of the pandemic during lockdown you know there's a lot of time on my hands and i came across her page and you know astrology was never something that i was really passionate about a few years ago but over the past few years i've had really good friends um shout out to chanel shout out to 
fuck, there's a, a few other people, but there's a lot of people that I worked with or that I came into contact with or really being into astrology. So it was always kind of like a growing interest. And then boom, Forrest's account came in, just really took my interest into new heights. She breaks it down very wonderfully. Again, check her out at Sailor Goon, S-A-L-I-O-R-G-O-O-N. And we talk about not only how that TikTok account came to you know, existence, but her interest in astrology as well. So hope you enjoy the conversation with Forrest and myself. Well, thank you again for hopping onto the show. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Yeah, of course. I really am excited to do the show and I'm honored that you'd ask me to be a part of this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the reason I wanted to ask you, especially for me, I think 2020 was such like a weird year. Um, obviously, like TikTok was new to a lot of people and I came across your TikTok. I'm going to be real. I didn't know a whole lot about astrology, like maybe like two years ago, but I've been working with a lot of different coworkers, had some different friends that kind of popped into my life that are like very heavily involved. And I just think with like 2020, there was a lot of downtime. I was just really curious. And then, you know how the TikTok algorithm just kind of like, you know, accumulates stuff for you. So I came across your profile, really liked your content, but I wanted to ask you how that all like originate. Like when did that idea first get birthed in your head? Um, the TikTok or the astrology? <laughs> let's, let's go with astrology. When would you introduce to that? Um, I was first introduced to astrology. I mean, all my life, you know, I think we all know a little bit about astrology. We know our sun sign, which is I'm a cancer. I was born June 26th. My mom, her best friend was really, really into astrology growing up. And so when I was little, she gave me, they used to have these like Zodiac dolls um, that were super low key. I don't, I've never been able to find it ever again, but she gave me one for my fifth birthday. And I've always really resembled to being a cancer. Mm -hmm. And when I was about 13 years old, my sister, who's six years older than me, she started, you know, introducing birth charts to me like, oh, it's more than just your sun sign. You know, you have your moon rising, et cetera. And I, you know, learning more about yourself is fun, <laughs> you know, just kind of seeing what it has to say about you um, is a really, you know, fun experience. So I was like, okay, I'm really into this. And I started, you know, I think it was my freshman year of high school where I really started diving deeper into my own chart. And, you know, the more you learn about your own chart, I feel like that's kind of the gateway to under understanding astrology as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, because I was so interested in just finding out about myself and I kind of fell off during high school, you know, I was into it, but I wasn't super like, like concentrated and focused on it. But when I got into college, that's when it kind of sprang back up where I was like, okay, like, you know, I think around the age, like 19, I was going, I was a little depressed. Um, I was in my second year of college. I was 12 hours away from home, you know, and I was kind of by myself and lonely. And I got, you know, started back up on looking at astrology and looking at my birth chart and not just mine, but other people's birth charts to kind of understand where they were coming from more. Um, I really started looking at my family and my friends' birth charts to kind of just figure out what they were going through and their thought process behind things and how their emotions were so that I could better understand them, which further bettered our relationship. And I'd kind of go in like, you know, and be like, oh, this is what I read. You know, you have this, that, and the third, you have a Virgo moon and, you know, Virgo moons are this way and you have a, a Sagittarius rising and Sagittarius risings are this way. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, that's a little too accurate. And when I saw their reactions, I was like, okay, cool. You know, this is, this is flowing this, they're relating to it. So clearly there is truth to this, you know, science. And then, um, during quarantine, you know, I downloaded TikTok and everything. And the plan wasn't to talk about astrology on TikTok at all. Um, there was going to be a blue moon. There was a blue moon this past October and, you know, it's a rare moon. There's that saying once in a blue moon and mm -hmm. I found out and I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, you know what, let me just talk about it. You know, make a little video. Maybe two people will see it. I don't really care. Yeah. And so I made the video and, um, and, you know, went to work, did my thing, came back home, 
it blew up a little bit and I was like, whoa. And I got about a thousand followers overnight. And I was like, you know what? Like, I do know too much about astrology. Like why just keep this information to myself only? Like I could help someone out along the way, you know, I'm not a top astrologer or anything and I'm still learning, you know, I'm an amateur astrologer, but still nonetheless, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy teaching people what's going on in the stars and what's going on in their chart, just so they have a better understanding of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important, right? To get a better understanding of themselves. Was it, you kind of mentioned like some of your friends' reactions, like kind of just being like mind blown. I feel like when I talk about astrology to a certain friend group, they're just kind of like, ah, like there's still that, I feel like Western civilization doesn't have that, like uh, they don't look, it's not taught. It's not common knowledge to most people. So like, what do you do? Like when you mention that to somebody, like, you know, you're into astrology, but they, they don't, they're either not interested in it or they don't believe in it or they just they have like other hateful words to say about it um i'm usually like yeah, whatever like <laughs> you know like you go and believe whatever you want to believe i think the cool part is that i have been around a lot of people that are open to it um it's kind of you know i don't tell too many people what i do um but i can't help but apply astrology to everyday life mm-hmm. like a part of me has to be held back and asking people like what's your son? like what's your what's your zodiac sign just so i can get like a little understanding but when people kind of br- push it off or they're like ah oh, that's you know that's fake like nah that's not real i'm just like you know there's a lot of proof <laughs> i mean i've <laughs> talked to a lot of people you know, and without knowing them at all and, you know, looking at their chart, I've breaking it so much of it down to them where at the end of readings, they're like, how do you know me? They're like, yeah, I yeah. feel like you know me. And it's weird because you're a stranger. I'm like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Like people can feel how they want. You know, everyone has their own beliefs and stuff. I think, you know, you got to respect everyone's own approach to life and own personal beliefs. Um so it's just really like a okay like it's go on with your day you don't have to believe it if you don't want to you know if you want to have any knowledge on it or want to understand my understanding of it then i can we can talk about that but other than that you know i'll leave people to to kind of be on that journey themselves like whenever if they ever want to go on that journey you know i'm here to help but if they don't (laughs) yeah it is what it is I think that's what kind of definitely turned me on to learning more about it because, you know, I'm a Virgo sun, uh, Aries moon, Pisces rising. And like, just when I learned about those different things and then like, like my friend told me those, she was reading these different things to me. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, this is, this is me. Like, how did you know that? Like, and maybe not all of it was true, but I felt like it was like 80 to 90% of like those things I could really relate to. And they kind of factor into different decisions. And just like the other day, actually like the same friend, she was telling me about um, like my Libra is in or my Venus is in Libra and I'm a certain way because of this, that and the other. And I was just like, oh, my God, like I'd even you know, there's more than just like the big three. And I was kind of surprised. Um, I know you had like your Midhaven series recently and I was kind of like looking up on that, too. So it was just kind of like it, it's really like eye opening, I guess you could say, because like I said, it's just not really like common knowledge growing up, at least in my family. I was right. really never exposed to it at all. And so it's kind of cool to like learn more about yourself and why you do certain things or think a certain way or you're conflicted in these certain areas, you know? Exactly. And I think that's what, that's what's so fun about astrology is that it is, it's not singular. Like it's not, you're not only a Virgo, you know, like, and that's what people focus on. It's like, oh, well, they say I'm a Capricorn and I'd never related to that like well that's probably because you have a cancer moon (laughs) you know and a scorpio rising that you don't relate to capricorn energy um and you know the fun thing about astrology is that it kind of tells you the stuff you don't want to (laughs) hear yeah yeah. you know it's like oh all these positive possibilities you know because your chart is really your chart tells you what's what you're capable of you know, the possible, you know, what you are capable of inside of you. And astrology is like, okay, there are these positives that you got and everything's cool and we're moving and we're flowing real nice. And then there's these that you need to work on. You know, it's making you more self-aware of, of how you act. 
you know? And I know that's kind of what got me into it. It was like, you know, I'm a cancer sun, a Leo moon, a Taurus rising. I'm a very emotional person. You know, I am very sensitive, but my Taurus rising makes me come off as completely opposite, you know, very calm, very, you know, stable. I remember I had a, I had so many professors tell me, like you have, you're very calm, like <laughs> you have a very calm, cool, collected energy about yourself. And I was like, like <laughs> good, <laughs> because I'm stressed out most of the time, you know, yeah. it's kind of it. And not just that, but, you know, finding out other things where it's like, you might do, you know, you might complain a lot and you might be really dramatic for things that you're not supposed to be dramatic about, you know, not necessarily, you know, invalidating feelings, but it's like, you know, take it, you know, some things you got to let live and let go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> You know, it tells you the stuff that you don't necessarily want to hear, but you can't help being like, yeah, like that is true. Mm-hmm. All right. So go- going back to the TikTok profile and everything, how has, how I guess, your life changed since that TikTok page kind of blew up and got a little bit more no- notoriety? Um, It's definitely changed quite a bit. I wasn't doing readings to begin with. Um, You know, like I said, I was only doing readings for my friends and family. And then um, I had one of my followers ask me if I did readings. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't like, can I do a reading for you? Like my first professional reading and kind of go into, you know, your chart. Tell me if it's, you know, tell me if you're vibing with it. Tell me if, you know, what I'm saying makes sense. And then like, I told him like, I'll, I'll do it for free, you know, like since this is the first time, like just so I can get a feel of how this should go, you know, how long it should take. And he was like, yeah, definitely. And I said, you know, and just give me a number after that and you know, what you feel like it was worth. Um, and so I did it for him and he was like, wow, like that, you know what you're talking about. You know, he was, he was amazing and super appreciative and like just a really nice guy. And, um, you know, after then I started doing more readings for people and I've gotten to meet so many people all around the world too, just Mm -hmm. by reading their birth charts. I've done a reading for people in England, um, Australia, Mexico, you know, uh, Italy, Germany. And it's like, whoa, I'm just based out of, I mean, even doing readings for people in New York and different States in the, in the U S you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really interesting being able to talk to these people and kind of give them a little breakdown of what's going on in the stars for them. And I'm, I'm an anthropologist. I got my degree in anthropology and I feel like that's really helped me in, you know, in this reading process because it's kind of no bias, you know, mm-hmm. in anthropology, our key is, you know, you, you can't be biased about things. It's kind of just take it for what it is, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that it is. And um, having that background knowledge and having that degree and everything has really, I feel like furthered my appreciation for just people even considering coming to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, it's changed my life for the better, TikTok for sure. And even just being able to have an influence on people is really nice and making sure that I want it to be a positive influence, you know, and making sure that I, you know, promote things that I respect and that, you know, I feel has um, integrity, you know. So it has definitely changed things for the better for me. And um, I'm really excited. I feel like it's also helped me with my journalism. I have a journalism minor Mm -hmm. as well. So I feel like that's even just creating videos and content has helped Mm -hmm. me push, you know, my journalism aspect. Cause I was on the radio for a while Mm -hmm. when I was in college, right before actually COVID. And I feel like being on the radio helped me kind of find my on air persona. Mm -hmm. So making that TikToks and, 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 you know, really putting content out on TikTok helped me just kind of be more myself. You know, how do I want to present myself to the people? How do I want people to digest my content as well? Okay. Right on. How did you come to decide to pick those two, the major and the minor in anthropology and journalism? Um, I 
really love anthropology. Um, and I, I, my emphasis was archaeology, mm-hmm. archaeology and cultural anthropology, because um, I'm really interested in Maya and Aztec culture and what was going on back then. And it's crazy because they actually used astrology as well. Um, not our modern day astrology, of course, you know, they didn't have contact with the Greek or the Babylonian, but, you know, there was, my focus is on my ideology, um, their religion, what was going on. And I did a lot of research on the city of Tikal and to call, you know, they had a bunch of points of hiatus where the city was completely abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Maya took note that any time the city was abandoned, it was after, um, they call it the Cantu cycle, mm-hmm. which is basically, you know, that hiatus period. They noted, and there's documentation of them noting that this happened when Saturn and Jupiter were in retrograde. And, you know, it's odd because they, again, they didn't have that contact with the Greek, with the Babylonians. They were all, they were just making their own observations. And it's funny because in our modern day astrology, Jupiter is the planet of abundance. Jupiter is the planet of culture, of travel, of, of um, expansion of knowledge. And Saturn is, is the planet of discipline. And when Saturn's in retrograde, it basically means that there's a shift in power mm. that there's kind of this newfound freedom that p- the power and control is shifting and Jupiter being in retrograde. That basically means that, you know, um, like I mentioned, it's the planet of knowledge of expansion. You know, they're kind of expanding their horizons when Jupiter's in retrograde. So it's interesting to take that into account where it's like, whoa, these people had no contact with, anyone else, you know, besides themselves and and the Yucatan area. And they're seeing the same observations, you know, just noting like, okay, like Cantu cycle starting Saturn and Jupiter are in retrograde, you know, people make fun of retrogrades, but there is an influence that retrogrades have. And, you know, I'm going back to your question, anthropology is just really called to me because I am so into the Mayan Aztec culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize how scientific archaeology was. And I'm not really, I mean, I'm in astro- I'm into astrology, but I'm not really into biology mm-hmm. or science like that. You know, labs aren't my favorite thing in the world. I really like writing. And, you know, I enjoyed the narrative that you could find with the little bit of evidence that we did have. And so I was like, okay, you know, let me try journalism. I really liked journalism because it gave me the access to write. It gave me the access to, you know, talk to people and understand them. And I mean, like I said, my emphasis in anthropology was archeology span and cultural anthropology. Mm -hmm. And cultural anthropology is really focused on, you know, subgenres, groups, kind of, again, seeing things without any bias and kind of just taking it for what it is. So I feel like a lot of anthropology and journalism actually co-mingled together and worked nicely. And I was like, whoa, these two I, I'm digging and I can vibe with. <laughs> okay, right on. Going back to your conversation too about the Mayans and Aztecs, I think it's, it's cool too, because as I've learned as well um, about the history of those tribes and, and those people, they were very smart. I think a lot of times in Western civilization, whether it's movies or TV shows, they get painted as kind of like, oh, like there were these savages, even regular natives here too, that were here in the United States and the different regions, they were, you know, doing different math problems. They were doing very like calculated science or looking at the stars. They were doing all these kind of things before like regular technology that we have now we have access to. And I just think it's like, it's a shame that sometimes they get portrayed in a certain light. Um, even in different, like the Egyptians were very into the astrology and everything as well. So I just, I think it's cool how, like, as you learn different history, cause I took different history classes in, in colleges and electives, I was a big history junkie right? and, and just learning about these different like civilizations back in the day, they didn't always, you know, I went through public education K through 12. So I felt like they kind of shorted you out on a lot of that extra stuff. And it was mostly about like, oh, yeah, Christopher Columbus, the industrialization era and that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, over here was all this other great history that 
they didn't really put us on to and they just painted it as a certain way, you know? Exactly. That's where my love for, you know, when I first took a, a I believe the first class I took was warfare, mm-hmm. Maya warfare, you know, which was really intense, but really beautiful. Because like you said, I went through the, I went, I was in private school from K through uh, sixth grade, but even then we don't talk about, you know, any other ancient civilization, especially, you know, marginalized groups, especially, you know, Latin America, which is crazy because we're right. Yeah. We're on the same continent. Like how, yeah. you know, <laughs> I never was really into U.S. history or anything like that, but I knew I was into history because I loved museums. You know, I loved artifacts, which was funny that I got into archaeology after, you know, loving museums. But I mean, you know, they do portray them in such a negative light where it's just like you said, they're savages, you know, they did these sacrifices that were so horrible. And, you know, in modern context, yes, those sacrifices were, you know, it, it, the things that they did, it's like, oh my gosh, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. But it's all about context Mm -hmm. and the reasons for why they did that and understanding, you know, again, not having those biases of, oh my gosh, well, we'd never do that in the United States. Yeah. Cause we're not them. Cause yeah. we weren't believing what they were believing, but they had this belief system and they were intelligent people. You know, my biggest thing with ancient civilizations that is that we'll never truly know mm-hmm. <laughs> because it did happen in the past. You know, we could come up with theories and have evidence to back up theories, but in in reality, we're never going to know. But what we do know is that, you know, they were still individuals that, you know, took up this space and, and each individual, whether they even believed in those religions or not, you know, that they were being told, they still were people, you know, there's good and bad in every, you know, religion, culture, person and it's balancing the two and recognizing that you know the world isn't in black and white it's it's colorful <laughs> right correct correct now i did see that you attended humble state what was your decision to end up there um it's funny i actually i went to humble uh because my sister went there mm-hmm. i had been coming up since i was 11 years old i'm from corona california um so you know it's a 12 hour drive to get here and I always really loved how different it was than any other place I'd been to in California. You know, the last two hours coming into Humboldt, you're like, are we going to see anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there are people that live over here. And when you finally make it in, you know, you're surrounded by these gorgeous redwoods. You're surrounded by nature. That's literally all there is to do here. Like there is no nightlife. Like mm-hmm. even being in college, it was like, oh, like there's no nightlife here. You know, <laughs> we have our parties and stuff and do what we need to. But um, you really need to connect with nature here to enjoy your time. And I really, you know, that's really different from where I grew up. I grew up not in the city, but I grew up going to LA to going to Anaheim, you know, San Diego, all of this, you know, Corona's in the center of just populated, you know, population, there's people everywhere. Mm -hmm. And coming up here, it kind of separated me from that. And it was really nice for the first time in my life, being immersed in nature and kind of just having to you know, it's either go hiking or don't do anything. So it's like, <laughs> why wouldn't I go hiking? And I feel like coming up here really helped me. You know, I obviously grew up in Southern California, but I like to say that I also grew up here because being 18 years old, you know, that's a baby. <laughs> that is a baby child. So, you know, being 18 and still being here at 23, it's like I grew up into an adult here. And <laughs> you know, it's had a huge impact on who I am as a person. And, you know, the things that I believe in just because of the area I was in and the people I was surrounded by. Okay. Yeah. It's impactful years, right. That like adolescent slash like young adult age, um, kind of similarly, I'm from Santa Ana, Orange County area, went to Sacramento state. And even though that's not as far North as Humboldt, like it's a lot more nature out there. I mean, yes, Sacramento is a city, but like very like close by was like Auburn or just like Placerville we go to Tahoe we go to different spots to hike see the snow I mean I remember the first time I went to Lake Tahoe I felt like I was in one of those movies where like 
the bad guys are in like in a snow cave. I was because yeah. it was they just snowed the day before. So I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like way bigger than Big Bear, which is like something close to people in Southern California. So it's huge. And, you know, I think very similarly, like how you were saying, college in Sacramento, even though I went to community college first, I was only there for about three years. It really just like shaped me even more so than who I was going into 19, 20 years old, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've had friends, I have friends that are from Sacramento and my best friend actually went to Sacramento too, mm-hmm. um, the the school. And, you know, I think it's super important to kind of, you know, obviously finances and, you know, not everyone can do it, but I think if people have the opportunity to move away from home, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for a year, like that will actually open your eyes up more to like what you consider home as well as how other people live, you know, because in SoCal, it's kind of like, you need money to do something. (laughs) You want to go walk around the mall? You want to, you know, we can go to the beach, but we got to pay for parking (laughs) or park in the neighborhoods. You know, it's, it's getting out of your hometown and just, and being able to kind of go and explore the world and see how other people live and try and understand other people's perspectives on things is something that I think everyone should take advantage of at least one time. And if you, if you don't like it and you want to go home, go home, you know, that's perfectly okay too. But like, definitely, I think everyone should push themselves to at least move away one time. And if you love it that one time, even if you don't like the place that you went to, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many other places in the world that you can go that you might find yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's crazy too. Like speaking, I think NorCal as a whole, I feel like it's just a slower pace of life. You know, I think Southern oh, California, it's like fast, 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 go, 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 like on to the next thing. You're trying to cram like 12 different things in one day. And then the people in NorCal, I feel like they're just like a lot more slower, a lot, lot more chill, uh, laid back, relaxed vibes, they're not so mean. They're cleaner, like there's not a bunch of trash everywhere. Like, and if they see trash on the floor, they pick it up. So it's kind of crazy to actually, even though it's the same state. You know, it's only like a six and a half hour drive from Orange County to Sacramento, but like still like the differences were like unsurmountable, you know? Oh yeah. It's you recognize it off the top. Like I just, um, I just came back from being home. I was down at home for a month, you know, catching up with my family and everything. And, um, coming back up here, you know, I went to this little baseball games that we have and, you know, we sat, me and my friend sat down and everything everyone around us were talking, you know, to everybody, you know, one part like, oh, what's, what's going on over here? Oh, you're going to get a beer. Can you get me a beer? Like, blah, blah, blah. like, you know, just a, a wholesome good time. And it's like, wow, you're not ignoring, like, we're all not just minding our business. We're like, just having this little moment as this little group on this bleacher, like, this is cute, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a difference. But even like going back home, you know, I, I can't help but love Southern California. Like going back home just made me smile being around, you know, not the same people I was around my whole life, but that same energy, you know, every mm-hmm. single different area has a different energy about it. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to SoCal, I'm like, oh, like this feels comforting. Cause I was, I was up here for all of COVID. Cause I didn't, you know, I was taking precautions and, and, it had me pretty scared for a minute. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay up in Humboldt. We're isolated anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Um, so being back for the first time in about a year was just like, wow, like this feels so good being back home, but let me go back home. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. All right. So speaking on COVID, how did that kind of change your life, especially while you're in college? Like what aspects did that change in your life? Um. It definitely changed a lot. And if it wasn't for COVID, I probably wouldn't have even downloaded TikTok. <laughs> um, I was in my fourth year. I graduated in five years. So I was in my fourth year when it started. And I was on the radio for my school. That got cut out because we couldn't, you know, be in the booth because we had to, if we were in the booth, it had to be like three hours separate from everyone. Dang. You know, you have to disinfect and clean. And so they just cut that out right a minute, 
right away because they were like that's just so much work like <laughs> and half of you guys aren't here so you know we can't you know kind of discipline you for that school got a lot weirder I think for most college students because it was like oh we went from having class every day to not even having really those discussions because zoom meetings zoom lectures just didn't cut it you know yeah, yeah. um like the, you can't really be that engaged in zoom lectures you can but it's easy to get you know kind of sidetracked mm -hmm. um and it was it was just very difficult you know i think it was difficult for me how it was for a lot of people um especially if you took covid very seriously because i mean especially that first like three months um you know being in your room i live by myself i've lived mm -hmm. by myself since i was 20 and you know before it was like, oh, I need to live by myself because I need that. I'm someone who just needs a break from, from people. You know, I need my alone time. And I was mm -hmm. like, I recognize that, you know, I can afford to do this. So why not? Um, and then when COVID hit, I was like, fuck, I wish I didn't live by myself. <laughs> I was like, I wish I had an, a living room to go into. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just little small studio for all day mm -hmm. uh, you know so it was very challenging for the most part I think spiritually and mentally you know those first couple months because it was just like man like life is on hold mm -hmm. and you know you're kind of just left here with you and your thoughts and so I actually picked up on reading more during quarantine I was like you know I've always wanted to read more because I used to be an avid reader when I was a child and um, before quarantine hit, you know, I had two jobs. I was working, I was on the radio, I had school. Mm -hmm. I was trying to keep up with the social life, you know? So I was going out and I was living so fast that I wasn't really taking a break to breathe. Mm -hmm. And being able to kind of step back and be like, okay, calm down, <laughs> like you're okay. You know, it really, it allowed me to kind of get more centered with myself. Cause I feel like, you know, I did meditate before quarantine, but I feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect between my spiritual self and my human experience a little bit, or they were, you know, they were co you know, co-living together, but there was still this separation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like quarantine helped me realize, you know, I, I can calm down. I can breathe. I can, you know, I can preserve my energy and I have the right to do so. Um, even like coming out of quarantine a little bit now, I'm still like, remember what you learned? Remember what you learned? Yeah, you know? yeah. um, because it's easy to, you know, when you're on this journey, it's not linear. It's not just like, oh, we're going up. You know, there's loops and there's valleys and everything. Mm -hmm. And so you know, quarantine kind of made me get back into focusing on myself because at that point, who else was I going to focus on? I was in a studio by myself. And so I picked up, um, I started reading more astrology books as well. And, you know, I started kind of refining my craft a little bit with, again, with no intentions to starting the TikTok, just kind of wanting to understand myself and people more. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I feel like, Quarantine definitely helped me out as hard as it was for, for a long period of time, you know, mm -hmm. it's still, there was a lot of things that it, it was definitely needed. I feel like it felt like summer vacation, like a weird summer vacation. <laughs> yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Right. I, I, I like yeah. asking that question to a lot of my guests because I feel like it was this self-reflective time for a lot of people because there was just so much like downtime. And after a while, like, you know, the hobbies were, that you had beforehand were not cutting it and you had to expand yourself or whatnot. Um, something like not completely related, but like I would do yoga like every now and then before COVID, before the lockdown. And then like once like like it hit, I was just kind of like in my house a lot. I wasn't working for a long time. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna do yoga now. And like now that I coach football and I go through stretches, it's funny, like the kids would be like, how did you get so like flexible? And I'm just like, like COVID, like I just started stretching more and like now I'm like I can almost touch my head to the ground when I uh, touch my toes and stuff. So, that, you know, it, it's like little things like that where whether it's reading or whatever, it, it's different to obviously each person. But I feel like it was this cool time period in the sense of like self-reflection, um, working on yourself, kind of prioritizing what's really important to you 
I was also in a similar way that I, I would say yes to a lot of things. I wouldn't really like say no. And now I'm learning to say like, no is a complete sentence, you know? And that's something that even as things, like you said, kind of return back to almost normal or whatever, they're starting to open back up. Like I guess, like, I still like kind of remind myself like, oh, don't be afraid to say no. Like, don't be afraid to say no. Cause I'm just so like eager to say yes, yes, yes. Like I used to, you know? Right. And you know, it was this time for self-reflection for everyone. And just remembering, like you said, I liked how you said no is a complete sentence. Like, <laughs> I don't need a, but maybe I can try and squeeze in and come a little later, you know, cause yeah. we all have FOMO a little bit, you know, we all fear missing out on something like, Oh, what if something amazing happens and right. I'm not to witness it? Like, but what if you just take a break? Like, yeah. do you really want to do that? Or are you just nervous something amazing is going to happen? And you're not going to be there. Is that a reason to do something if you're mm -hmm. not fully in it? You know? Right. Exactly. So going back to this year now and present day, what are some goals that you have for the rest of the year 2021, whether it's with your TikTok or just personal as well? Um, I definitely want to, you know, I'm going to do more videos on my TikTok. Uh, I feel like that's inevitable at this point. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to further that because I do really enjoy um, just having, you know, putting out that content and having people in the comments even being like, oh, my God, this resonated so much. Or someone being like, nope, not at all. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, but look at the house that it's in, you know, or look at this or these other factors that could be playing a part on why you don't, you know, relate to this. Because I think people... I mean, now TikTok has the three minute feature, which is awesome, but still you can't get through yeah. a whole placement in just three minutes. Like you can go on for years about it. So I'm definitely going to keep making content. Um, I definitely want to apply my anthropology and journalism work and, you know, do what I got my degree for. Um, so me and a couple of my friends are planning on creating a YouTube channel for anthropology, um, as a whole, you know, we're going to have all of the, uh, different fields in it. We're going to have bio, biological anthropology, archaeology, cultural anthropology, and linguistics involved. Um, and, you know, just still working on myself, you know, <laughs> that's all you can really do in life is, is work on yourself consistently. That's the one consistent you can have, you know, again, even if it's, even if you're in the down phases for a little bit, you know, you're still bringing yourself back up and you're constantly working on yourself. And again, being aware of why, how you're working on yourself and why you're working on yourself is the key. So, you know, just continuing to do that. Okay. Awesome. Let me know when that YouTube channel drops and I'll be sure to include it in the bio for the show and everything. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. Yeah. Before we wrap things up, I do like to ask these more introspective questions to help the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So the first question I want to ask you is what kind of toppings would you like on a pizza? I'm so basic. I I love pepperoni, but I am also a pepperoni and mushroom person. Okay. I love mushrooms. I love, I was trying to be vegan for a second. And, <laughs> and I appreciate vegans. I, you know, I try and eat, lower my consumption of meat a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the, any little bit helps. But, you know, our early human ancestors ate meat. So I right? feel like... <laughs> ancestrally it's in our blood you know and if you take the time out of your day to not eat meat right on 100 percent, you know i'm with that and i support you with that and i wish i could do that but that that little tang that little taste for me is there in me <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing this thing where one day of the week i try and stick to like a vegetarian diet and another day of the week i try and go completely like vegan for that day but i mean same with you like i Garnish out is too good. Like I can't just give it up entirely, you know? <laughs> and I think making those little efforts where it's like one day, you know, I, that's enough. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that is trying, you know, you find good vegan recipes everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm still eating good. I'm still liking what I'm eating. I'm right. just, you know, I'm just going to go back to bacon tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Next question. If you were stranded on an Island, but food and water provided, what are three things you'd like to bring to pass the time? Three things. That is, that's a tricky one. And you can I'll, package things together. So like, let's say if like you wanted to bring a soccer ball and like a, a net, like you can make that one. Okay. Okay. 
I'd probably bring a volleyball to kind of pass the time away. Um, I used to be a volleyball player, so volleyball for sure. I'd probably bring a notebook and a pen so that I could write out what's going on, you know, or what's in my head. And I'd probably bring a book. And the book is a hard decision on what book I'd bring. (laughs) Because I'd have to read it for however long I'm on the island. Yeah. So I guess I'd take my time with it. But I mean, I'm reading this really good book right now that's called Entangled Life. And it's about mushrooms and okay. kind of how psilocybin has helped us as, you know, human beings. Mm. Um, and how fungi just kind of created our world, like literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. So probably this book because you know it's pretty long pretty small letters and uh, (laughs) I think I could write down some good notes and uh, take the pass the time a little bit okay right on next question if you could be reincarnated to any animal what would it be Ooh, I'd definitely be a tiger okay because tigers are the only cats that love water Mm. and I love the water so much but I think it'd be super cool to be this just fierce, you know, predator a little bit, not predator in a scary way, but, you know, kind of (laughs) tigers have this, you know, power and this dominance that you can't really ignore. So, you know, being able to do that and still swim in water would be really nice. All right, cool, cool, cool. Two more questions. Next question is if you could talk to any person or multiple people in history, dead or alive, who would you want to speak with the most? that's good that's really good um i'd probably (laughs) i'd probably go back to like mayan aztec culture um you know any any people that live through that time frame even their astrologers you know they don't know who is writing their astronomy at all Mm. but if i could just be like hey (laughs) (laughs) y'all notice that because that's crazy (laughs) like let's have a conversation about that i think it'd be really cool and also just getting a for sure on how they lived would be beautiful i would oh that would be an amazing experience that i know probably isn't possible but (laughs) nonetheless be amazing yeah, fingers crossed. Maybe we get like some sort of time machine by, like, before we die. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, send me, send me. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the experiment. <laughs> All right. Last question. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, you're doing great. <laughs> you know, you're do everything's gonna be fine. You know, I think a lot of I was really stressed as a young person. You know, mm. and kind of you know, what am I going to grow up to be? What am I going to grow up to do? And it's just kind of like, if you are happy with who you are, Mm -hmm. you're okay. You know, we are just these souls experiencing a human experience. You know, it is nice to be successful and to, you know, have these career goals and everything. But at the end of the day, you need to be tickled and pleased with yourself, you know, because a good job and career if you're miserable means nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to work on yourself and everything in the end is going to be okay because you're doing great. (laughs) You know, you know, as long as you focus on, on you and not only you, but you and how you impact the collective of people, you're okay. Okay. I really like that answer. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. So before you go, go ahead and plug or promote anything you like to promote the TikTok, obviously, and anything else that you may have going on. Yeah. So my TikTok is Salar Goon. I spelled Sailor wrong. So it's S-A-L-I-O-R-G-O-O-N. And um, if you would like a birth chart reading, you know, I do I do two types of birth chart readings. I do a big three reading for $22. Um, and it goes through your big three, your uh, sun, moon, and rising, and how they intersect and you know influence one another. And then I do a full plant full personal planet analysis, which you know involves your sun, moon, rising, Venus, and Mars, as well as I talk about your IC and your midheaven, as well as your descendant and your natal chart ruler. And that goes for $50. And if you're interested, hit me up on my Instagram. My handle is like the trees um, because my name's Forrest and it's 
like the trees. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much again. And yeah. Thank you so much, Noah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Boom, that's going to wrap it up. For another episode of the My Mike and I podcast, guys, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review. We're at 160 episodes, guys. Be sure to leave a rating review so you can help new listeners get a gauge on what this podcast is all about. And word of mouth is always cool, too. If you think you a homie or a family member is going to like this podcast, be sure to share it with them. You can also follow the My Mike and I Instagram page for updates, audio and visual snippets of each show, pictures with a guest if I'm recording in person, and plenty more stuff that's at my period Mike and period I on Instagram, at my period Mike and period I on Instagram. Other than that, guys, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget to check in and check out True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com. Check out their website. Check out the Instagram and the Twitters, and check out True Fest coming October 7th. It's a concert featuring Sammy Love, Doughboy Tony, Billy Ami, Roy Rudo, Trey Hendricks, Travis Chase, HOA Bossman, and it's going to be fun. There's going to be some giveaways, there's going to be some merchandise, there's going to be some vendors, there's going to be some alcoholic drinks. It's 18 plus, but if you're 21 plus, you can partake in that. And yeah, October 7th, FTG Warehouse in Santa Ana. Be sure to come check it out, guys. All of True 100 Radio is going to be there. I'm really excited for it. And while you're at it, check out other True 100 Radio stuff, blogs, podcasts up on the website at tru1100radio.com. As we close things out, it's a friendly reminder for you guys to chase your dreams, not checks, never stop seeking knowledge, and continue to battle and overcome whatever obstacles you are currently facing. Yo, this past week, two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks has been really stressful for me. Just I feel like a lot has been going on in my life. A lot of change, a lot of responsibility. And sometimes, you know, I think we get afraid. Not we. (laughs) I get afraid to grow up sometimes. But it's necessary in this world that we live in. And, you know, it's just somehow trying to maintain my youth and energy and optimism while continuing to take all these different responsibilities it can be a challenge sometimes but i'm not doing it alone sometimes i gotta lean on my friends and family members to help me out lean on uh, other you know habits for me to maintain my balance in life but other than that guys like i said hope you just you know continue to find whatever routine works best for you learn how to meditate learn how to check in with yourself learn how to not burn yourself out like i always constantly do and yeah just remember to give yourself a break go easy on yourself and enjoy life more enjoy life more i think that's gonna be a good way to end the podcast i'm noah alvarez the host of the mama i can i podcast signing off 